This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. Time for another edition of Dogman Radio and uh, just some recruiting updates. It's been a busy, busy week with commitments, new offers going out. Football camp is going to be starting just right around the corner, probably at some point next week, I believe Tuesday. But I think uh, they report on Friday. But uh, it's going to be a busy week. We'll also touch bases on the numbers and what's going to be going on in the next 30 days. But, Scott, it's been a busy week in recruiting. If I would have told you a week ago that there would have been three commits in the week, what would you have said? Uh, Probably would have said uh, no. No, I don't think so. Yeah. It's funny because people were all wound up about Kate Otten and Stanford and even Oregon State. Ryan Otten. Ryan Otten. Excuse me. Ryan Otten. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing with him as I did with uh, Desmond Trufant. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, uh, Kate, uh, Ryan Otten, of course, you know, was down to Stanford and Oregon State was kind of out there as well. And people were getting a l- little nervous. And boy, people just seem to be a little on edge with recruiting lately, but Ryan Otten just went ahead and pulled the trigger uh, late last week. Yeah, by the way, you mentioned that there were three commits. There was only two this weekend, or this over this last week, but That's still, right. good, good good pickups. One of them, if you're looking at the commit list, one of them shows 730, so you might have thought that was him, but Jeremy Bernard actually had committed a year ago on 730, so. Right. Um, yeah, so Ryan Otten commits. He's out of Tumwater. Name should obviously sound familiar. His brother Cade is uh is a all-american candidate at the university of washington 6'6 225 if you saw the picture that chris fetters posted of them uh you know uh, from their i think it was twitter maybe might have been instagram i don't know where it was from but um ryan is already taller than cade and um probably still has another year's worth of growth he's 6'6 225 a lot of people say that he's a better athlete than cade was coming out of high school Cade was just the better football player, like pure football player coming out of high school. Little brother and uh, got a little bit of catching up to the older brother. But I thought, you know, when I've seen him, uh, he looks a little bit bigger. He's not as bulked up right now, but he's got a little ways to go. I don't think he's going to have any problems getting up to 240, 245. Uh, maybe even 250 would be the ideal weight. But with that added height, um He's going to be a force, especially down in the red zone uh, come time, you know, when he's ready to be inserted in the lineup. Maybe give me a little bit of a scouting report on um, on uh, I'm going to keep on doing this. Uh, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Give me a little okay. bit of a scouting report on Ryan. Yeah, he's he's just he's he's big and can run. He really has just started to figure out how to, you know, be in his body because he grew so fast so early. He looked like a. You know, one of the you I think you've compared it to those those deer that come out and they're all legs and they can't and they can't walk and it takes them a little bit to get used to being able. But then when they finally figure it out they are they can run really fast, they're athletic and all those things. And that's kind of Ryan. 
He's he's not a guy who's going to put up a lot of numbers stat wise. Same with his brother because Tumwater runs the wing T offense. So he's gotten a lot of practice blocking. He's done a lot of end line blocking and and that's good. He down blocks quite a bit on defensive ends in high school, but he's going to have to bulk up. He's only 225 pounds now. He's going to have to bulk up, you know, and just like any high schooler, this isn't uh, negative on him, but he's going to have to bulk up in order to be able to take on defensive ends who are two, you know, two forty to two eighty nowadays in college football, and and uh, we'll just have to see how he handles things and how quickly he grows into that that frame of his. But uh, as far as his rating, he's the top rated player in Washington's recruiting class. He's a point nine two zero two. He's a top two hundred player in the country number six tight end in the country and number four in the state so um talented kid really good get for washington and make no mistake and everybody thinks this should have been a layup it was not a layup by any stretch of the imagination stanford did everything they could to get ryan in the boat and trust me oregon state i know people would poo poo it normally but oregon state i'm not saying they were a major player i still think washington and stanford were the final two for him but Oregon State was a school that people needed to keep an eye on because they just they did a really good job of selling him on playing there and the offense that Jonathan Smith likes to run. And I don't know who's who's his quarterbacks coach there or his offensive coordinator there. I don't know who it is, but oh, the guy from um, Idaho, uh, Ryan Lind- um, Lind- Lindgren. Lindgren. Okay, well, Ron, yeah, Brian he, Lindgren. Uh, Brian Lindgren. Yeah. So um, you know they like to use a tight end quite a bit. He would have been featured different ways. And and he's got some friends who are already going to school there. So I don't think Oregon State was a major player, like I said, but I think they were a team that kind of snuck in there and and uh, could have been a could have been a dark horse for him. But ended up being Washington Stanford, and he chose Washington, and and I doubt he even wavers one bit. And you can't underestimate or undervalue the family that he comes from. Um, I mean, just an outstanding family, football royalty in the state with his grandfather, with his father. Mom is a big time athlete. And when you talk to Cade, he's and his uncle, his uncle, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's as quality of a human being as you ever want to have. And, you know, when I was talking about some of the other schools that are out there recruiting guys, you know, come to Washington, you know, down at Media Day, talking to Jackson Kirkland, talking to Trent McDuffie, I mean, they're they're as good as it's going to get. And I think Ryan Otten is another one of those just poster children for the type of kid that Washington really wants to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's he he eats, breathes, sleeps football. He loves to play the game. He's athletic. Um, he's a basketball player, so he's a dual sport athlete and coaches always love those guys. And uh, definitely a guy that that uh, Washington needed to get in the boat. And they did. I kind of equate him a little bit to Ryan Bowman, you know, who grew up in the shadow and getting pretty much, you know, rough and tumbled with his older brother, Shane. And, uh, you know, I'm guessing Ryan's been knocked around a little bit by Cade in his life. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure any good, good older brother as an older brother, any good older brother makes his younger brother tougher. And uh, (laughs) that's what that's what I'm sure he did. Yeah. I remember talking to uh, John Brockman about his brother, Paul, who was a couple years older. And Paul was a heck of a player. He just had some injuries that derailed his career. But, you know, just those two and they'd come down the hallway and Paul would just knock into them. And they just, you know, mom and dad were just getting tired of it because when those two would hit the walls, you know, dents would happen in the sheetrock. So I like a little younger brother. Yeah, too. now They're- I was. 
I wasn't as big as John Brockman and his brother, and neither was my brother, but uh, we we definitely put some holes in walls as well ourselves. Yeah. So uh, another one that we pretty much saw coming, but uh, you know, once uh, T.J. Hall was offered by Washington, he was a commit to Oregon. He's a corner. Um, he was commit to Arizona. What did I say? Oregon. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I meant uh, Arizona, but he was committed to Arizona. Um, he's the body type profile that Jimmy Lake really likes back in the defensive oh, secondary. Absolutely. And he's a guy who he looks like a young Keith Taylor to me. He He's six two. He's about one hundred and ninety pounds, um, can play corner and and even safety. And a lot of people when if you remember when Keith Taylor committed, granted, it was on Christmas Eve. Do you remember that one? Kevin? Oh, yeah. That was, that was early, me. early, early. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he committed it over a year before he could he could sign. He was one of the earliest commits to Washington, I think, at that point. Um, at, in in for any class, you know, no one had ever committed that early to to the University of Washington. So he commit. Uh, but anyway, a lot of people thought that Keith Taylor uh, could wind up as a safety once he got to college, but he ended up being a boundary corner, which is the side that they're closest to. So he doesn't have as much field to cover and, and can be more of a lockdown and, uh, and a guy who, who can uh, play that uh, zone that, that they like to run so many times nowadays. And this guy looks exactly the same skill set. And, you know, I, I really liked him a lot. I'm surprised he doesn't have more offers to be honest with you. He was supposed to be up at Oregon's SNL, their, their Saturday night live, camp uh, event and we're going to talk about that here in a second for another guy that we need to talk about but uh he he was supposed to be at that he didn't go and ended up committing to washington instead and and uh will be a is the only defensive back in the class so far and washington's only going to take two maybe three depending on which guys want to want to throw their hat in the ring so keep an eye on on that but uh definitely a nice get even though he didn't have a ton of high-end offers he had arizona arizona state i think he had Oregon State, maybe one or two other Pac-12 schools, and then a lot of a lot of uh, Mountain West schools that were after him. And I think this is another guy that they can project a little bit. You know, when you take a guy, a look at guys that you know are the same height and have the same dimensions as him, their floor might be a little bit higher at this point in time. They're a little bit more developed. Where a guy like this may not be as far along in his development, but when you have the body traits that he has, and you have the toughness and the off-field character, and all of that lines up. That's what you're looking for. And like I said, you know, you look at the upside and they can teach him the right way. He may not have the bad habits yet. So he may not be as rated as high, but he sure seems to fit the profile of what these guys want, Scott. Yeah, he absolutely does. Hitting great ball skills. That's the that and his football instincts, coverage instincts really jumped out at the film on me. I mean, he's long and athletic and you can see that right away, too. But the two biggest things that stuck out for me was how he would come off of his receiver and make a play on a ball that on a pass that was thrown to an underneath route or or he would be able to plant and then drive on the ball and uh, make a play either a pick or or a um, you know or knock the ball down so a guy that can do a lot of different things for you in the secondary and it's really going to be how he grows how he fits into things he he looks like Dominic Campton Keith Taylor those bigger corners coming in but maybe he decides that that uh, playing safety is going to be a better fit for him and Washington's coaches agree. So we'll just have to see. He's being projected at corner right now, but I really think he could end up playing safety uh, before it's all said and done. 
I just remember saying that Keith Taylor could morph into a safety and boy, I routed some people up on that. I got so many instant messages, you know, from people who know Keith real well. He's his corner. He's not a yeah. safety. He's a corner. I remember seeing his dad at, at practice and he came over and talked to us and just was talking about how he was so glad that that everybody understood. You know, I, I remember his dad saying, you know, everybody thought he was going to be a safety, but we all told everybody he was going to be a corner. And and now he's getting drafted by the um, Panthers, you know, and and good for him. Good for Keith. I've been watching some some video of there. I've, I've been watching the NFL Network to see this, the Huskies who are in their rookie camps and everything like that. And really excited to see see some of these guys get out and play and what they're able to do. Elijah Molden's had a good camp. Jake Browning over the weekend had a really good had a really good showing in uh, in practice. And a lot of people say he's the definite number two guy. So uh, should be fun to watch this this uh, NFL season as well as the Husky football season. All right, hot potato. I'm throwing it in your lap. You make the call, Scott. You want to talk about Ben Roberts now yeah, or we, leave it to I, the end of the podcast? No, Either way. we might as well do it now. Might as well <laughs> do it right now. You don't want to torment and tease people? No. That's your job. That, you're you're no the person who does that on staff. You're no fun. Anyways, Ben Roberts is a, d- a defensive line commitment, has um, some ties up here in the Tacoma area, lived up here for quite a long time, and – Sometimes it doesn't take much of a spark to really ignite people on the site. And uh, he was at Oregon this weekend for their Saturday Night Live event. Uh, Fill people in a little bit. First of all, who Ben Roberts actually is, how good he is, and why was he at Oregon? So uh, Ben Roberts, 6'4", 290 pounds. He's a defensive lineman, plays interior D-line, but he can move out and play some defensive end at times too. Uh, for East High School out of Salt Lake City, if you if that name sounds a bit familiar, it's where Sam Taki Taimani is from, Jordan Lolohea, Jordan Lolohea, and freshman defensive end, defensive tackle, Void Tanufi were all from there. And Washington is, you know, I, I remember joking with uh, Coach Malloy, uh, I want to say it was last year at some point. Um, no, or not last year. It was because it was the last time we interviewed them in person. <laughs> and so it would be 2019. And I remember just saying, man, what is it with you guys in, in East Side or East High School down there in, in uh, Salt Lake City? And he just said, yeah, he goes, I've been I've always had a great relationship with that staff when I was at Utah State. And and uh, they just they feel comfortable sending their guys here. And, and that's that's why Washington has done so well there. So when East has a kid coming out. And Washington really likes him. They go after him hard and they usually get him. And and Ben Roberts is that guy. He's from Tacoma originally, spent the first, I think it was 10 years, maybe nine years of his life there. Uh, has a lot of family still in the Tacoma area. His dad moved, his dad and mom and family moved down to um, Utah because of a job. I think it was a job situation. But anyway, he's still got strong ties when, when you see his phone number. It's a 253 phone number still. So, um, you know, it's he's a guy who who has been committed to Washington since right after his official visit on 627 and and uh he he um you know and I kind of broke it down to everybody last night uh what was going on and or at least what I knew about what was going on and and it sounds like Washington's going to have to hose him off a little bit but uh I still think that Washington's going to he's going to end up signing with Washington why was he there well he went there with a with a group of his kids from his his school but you know whenever people want to blow that stuff off but it's not always the case because he doesn't have to go you know i mean this is a choice he made now maybe i'm not saying oregon did this so any oregon fans and i know lots of them listen to our podcast i'm not saying that oregon laid some ultimate made him down but they oregon probably just said hey coach 
you know, bring your bring your kids, but we want Ben to come with them. And I think they probably convinced Ben to to come and uh, so that these other kids could get some exposure at camp and everything like that. So uh, we'll just have to see. But I know that there was several kids that were there. He didn't take part in camp. He just went and uh, visited and spent time with the coaches and spent time, you know, watching drills and everything like that. And um, yeah, so that's the, that's the last intel that I have as of uh, what time is it? You know, nine o'clock this morning was the last time I heard. So you're just going to be totally dismissive of my take on it. Your take was that he was recruiting for Washington. <laughs> well, kind of hard to recruit when you're being pa- pictured taking pictures with the uh, with all the Oregon stuff on. I mean, it's kind of hard to recruit for Washington at that point in time. Yeah, well, I kind of like yeah. conspiracy theory. So yeah, I think I thought I chuckled <laughs> when I saw you write that. But um, you know, I you know the coaches down there do a really good job. They're super aggressive with kids. It's not the same approach that Washington uses, and I think that's. One thing that puts people on edge, they're they're really into the I don't want to call it sizzle because they do have a lot of really good um, a lot, a lot of really good players that they recruit and things like that. And so people are really on edge about Oregon. And then when one of Washington's top commits ends up taking a visit down there, I get why people are a little worried about it. But, you know, I mean, I laid it out why I don't think that people need to worry so much about Ben Roberts. He grew up in this area. Washington was the school that he grew up watching and rooting for. His He has family in this area. He has three friends, very good friends on the team already, in Lola Hea, Tanufi, and Taimani. And Taimani's like an older brother to him. And then throw in the fact that Ryan Otten told me that when he committed on Friday, guess who the first text that he got was from? It was Ben Roberts. And he said, welcome to the family. Okay? So... I'm not saying he can't flip because it's recruiting. Anything can happen. But I I would just I mean it would just floor me to to find out that he decommitted and ended up at Oregon. New offers going out, uh, maybe a couple of new names. You hinted at that, Scott. Uh what's going to be happening on the next 30 days and where are we at on the numbers, all of that and more when we return. It's the guys from dogman.com on Dogman Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back. I'm Kim Grenolds along with Scott Eklund. Dogman Radio special, just a recruiting edition. Expect more podcasts from us coming up real shortly as uh, camp is just around the corner. But uh, Scott, new offer went out last week and kind of raised some eyes. Um, But uh, tell us a little bit about the new offer for the wide receiver that went out last week. Yeah, Denzel Boston, he's a kid out of Emerald Ridge High School down in Puyallup. Uh, actually, I, I had seen him play, his brother play a couple times when he was uh, still a youngster. I think he was junior high or high school or, you know, just a freshman in high school when I saw him play. But you could tell Denzel had a lot of athleticism. He's a little over six foot three. I think they had him at six, three and a half at Washington's camp, 192 pounds. I'm sorry, 182 pounds. And... Um, you know, he, you and Chris and I were out there. That was one of the hottest days of the year. I think, what was it? What did he get to that day? 106 or whatever it was. 82. 
Yeah, nice try. It was like 106 <laughs> degrees out there, and uh, he's out there running around, and he looked like one of the best wide receivers of the group, and there were some pretty talented kids out there. And uh, liked what I saw out of him. He's long. He's lanky. He can run really good routes. He's got decent speed. He's not a burner. He's not going to run by you on a regular occasion. Um, and But he can go up and get it. He's really good when the ball is in the air. Uh, soft hands, really strong hands, too, and, and can come down with it in the crowd. Um, Washington obviously liked him, and uh, he's got offers from a few schools right now, but I think Washington's the school to keep an eye on. Scott, what stood out to me is uh, he got offered after what they saw at camp. And ideally, yeah. I think that's what they would like to do with every offer. They had him in camp, and they didn't – I mean, when you're talking about camp, they're not just talking about him out running drills, catching passes, but they had him in the film room, they had him in the chalk talks, and they had him you know, for a while to get to know him on campus. And they must have – it wasn't right after camp either. They did their due diligence. They did their homework. But to me – if they're offering a kid out of camp, that speaks volumes and says a lot. Yes, and he's not a guy that they had to go on right away if they didn't want to, if they didn't like him. They didn't have to go on him right away, but they did. They decided to go on him, and and I think they want to get him in the boat before the season starts. He's got offers from Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State, and Eastern, where his brother is an absolute uh you know, stud for the Eagles, and, and he's a better athlete than his brother and bigger. So – um yeah really good offer really good kid comes from a good family and and i would be shocked if he doesn't wind up a husky when it's all said and done yeah the question i've been asked a couple of times i can't remember the kid's name because i'm terrible at names but um how does he compare you know give me a side by side why they went with him as opposed to the kid at rainier beach the tall uh receiver at rainier oh yeah yeah green jalen green jalen green right yeah and well, Jalen Green's taller, but he's skinnier. He looks much more like a basketball player, although he's gotten thicker over the last year or so, but uh, definitely still looks like a basketball player to me. I think it's more of just him being a little bit more polished and a little bit more explosive than uh, Jalen Green was. He's he's a guy who runs better routes and is a little bit more refined in that way. You mentioned uh, before we did the podcast, you know, um, that you might have a couple of other names or maybe a couple of other tidbits to throw in. Yeah, one one guy that I think a lot of people were wondering about, we they, they posted a story on him. He did an unofficial visit during the last week, and that was for Max Reese. He's a tight end out of, I think it's Illinois. Um, his uncle is Robert Jordan. Do you know who that, or Roberto Jordan? Jordan. Jordan, you know who that Roberto is, Roberto right? Jordan, yeah. Yeah, he's number three or four in the in, all-time on Washington's interceptions list. Um, he was a two-time uh, All-Pac-12 guy. Really, that's the biggest reason he's interested in Washington is just his family's history with the program. And and uh, he, he uh, came out and visited, loved every second of it. He said they were waiting for a tight end commit, and they would kind of see where things stood with him. Um, he's more of a wide receiver than a, than a tight end at this point, but I think they project him eventually to come in as a tight end. Um, Washington probably isn't going to offer because uh, Ryan Otten has made his commitment and they already had Chance Bogan on the team. But don't be surprised if he's a guy that they um, – I don't, I don't even know if they have gray shirts anymore, but maybe they try and gray shirt him or because they have more room in the 2023 class if he's willing to wait. Um, but, uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on that. That's a name to put in the back of your head. Uh, kid who, uh, really likes Washington. He's about six, three, 220 pounds, 215 pounds, something like that. 
um, and um, told me that he said, if Washington offers, that's where I'm going. But he might still even have a chance to be a walk on if uh, if he doesn't get the kind of offers he's looking for and wants to come to Washington and, and play some football. Any other guys, any other tidbits to drop? Um, not not a, tight end Walker Lyons was on. campus. Yeah. Yeah. There's OK. So as and we're going to get into the numbers here in a second, but Washington didn't have a lot of spots left in the 2022 class. So uh, the coaches have definitely been on some 2023 guys. Um, I don't know. You know, I saw somebody predict on the board that they think it's going to be a while before 2023 guys start signing up. I, you know, it it might be into the season. Maybe they, you know, if Washington were to get a big win over Michigan in week two, maybe maybe kids start uh, saying, hey, this Husky team is something to keep an eye on and things like that. Um, but yeah, 2022 Walker Lions uh, is a guy that they've offered out of that class already. They've got a lot of other offers out to some really talented kids that that uh, have offers from all over the place. I mean, they they have really been aggressive with 2023 guys. J- Jaden Lemar, uh, the running back prospect out of Lake Stevens, was up this weekend. Um, they have offers out to two more running backs, but Lemar is their top guy, and I think they really want to get him in the boat as early as possible. Um, other guys that they're, I mean, they have made six offers out to 2023 tight ends. Deuce Robinson out of Pinnacle in Phoenix, Mac Markway, out of uh, DeSmet out of uh, St. Louis, uh, Missouri. He's already committed to Florida, but they made an offer to him. Riley Williams out of Central Catholic. He was up here in June. Really talented kid. Walker Lyons, like we said, out of Folsom, 6'4", 230. Jackson Bowers is a guy that that plays for Mountain View uh, High School down in Mesa. And one of our guys on our board, Drew Dog, um, coaches him and knows him pretty well. Uh, said this kid is just now tapping into his potential. 6'5", 225, another top 200 player. And then Cooper Flanagan, 201st in the country out of De La Salle, 6'5", 228. Don't be surprised if they take two of those guys in this upcoming class because uh, there's some really, really talented tight ends out here in the West. Recruiting calendar for the next 30 days. I know a dead period's coming up. Scott, tell people what the dead period means and uh, what to expect in the next 30 days. Yeah, dead period just means they can't have any in-person contact, whether it's on their campus or the, or out at camps or anything like that. They just cannot have any kids in for practices, which I don't understand why that's the case. I, I, I think there might be something to the fact that a lot of kids are going through fall camp and and or you know they're getting ready for their senior seasons they don't want these kids to be distracted and and not be able to go and other kids can because washington kids don't start their camps until like the 17th or 18th of the month and everything like that so i think they just said hey let's just do a dead period let the coaches just focus on getting ready for the season and then the um open period basically starts up on if if it isn't September first, it's that first weekend of September, so kids can go to camp, go to games and things like that. I'm sure you'll see several kids on campus for the uh, for the Washington uh, Montana game that takes place on September fourth. You'll probably see a few guys at that. Uh, Arkansas State will probably have some guys, but the first real game, what whatever game three is, I'm not remembering it off the top of my head. What is it? It is uh, Cal, Cal, not um, on uh, 9:25. Hopefully that game isn't one that gets delayed until like one o'clock in the morning by uh, lightning <laughs> this time, yeah. Kim. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's um, you know Washington definitely uh, wants to get some of these guys up for for games and and let them see what the atmosphere is like at Husky Stadium. And uh, they won't be able to do that during the next 30 days. 
but once they get them up on campus, it should be it should be full go again. And and one of the things the coaches can do is they can still contact kids, they can still do FaceTime, they can still do um, Zoom calls, they can still they can still um, you know call them and text them and all those different things. They just can't get them in the boat. So I don't see anyone who wants to take visits like Hiro Kanu, who's going to visit Washington for the Cal game, is coming up. He's a big time defensive tackle. He's not coming up till the Cal game. But uh, I think anyone who has visited up to this point that wants to commit to Washington is is a possibility. But I don't think you'll start really seeing anything happen until probably September. Numbers, where are we at, Scott? Well, right now, Washington currently has, and if I remember correctly, it is 11. Is it 11 kids committed? Yeah, no, 10. 10 kids committed. Ryan Otten was, is the latest. Uh, or, I'm sorry, TJ Hall is the latest. And... Um, he committed, Ryan committed on Friday, TJ Hall commits on Saturday. There's 10 guys in the class. Washington is only going to take 15 to 17. So you're looking at five to seven more guys in this recruiting class. I know they want to do one more offensive lineman and that's going to be Josh Connerly who they're really focused on. And if not him, they might just sit it too, but there's a chance they could go out and try and get another guy. Um, if they really like him. Um, but you know, they've already got their quarterback in Jackson Stratton, the kid out of San Diego or He's La Jolla, but down in the San Diego area, they've already got um, two wide. Well, they've got one wide receiver in Jeremy Bernard, and I think they're going to get a second one here pretty soon in Denzel Boston. That'll make it 11 guys in the class. So not a lot of room left. Mecca Negwa is here. He's their one uh, one running back in the class that they're going to take. And uh, they got their two tight ends now. So just not, I mean, you're probably looking at one more wide receiver, and that'll be Boston. You're probably looking at two more defensive backs and uh, – uh, in the, or one, at least one more, and that's probably Benjamin Morrison is their top guy, and then probably another guy like uh, Jalil Florence, or maybe you might see one more guy pop up on the list, and then um, and then maybe a linebacker and and another defensive lineman, but uh, that's about it. There's just not a lot of room left in this recruiting class. Yeah. All right. Anything else we need to touch bases on, Scott? No, Kim. It's just uh, it's going to be fun. Um, it's nice to be back in somewhat of a normal flow. I, I'm looking forward to 2022 as long as uh, COVID stays at bay and and the, our quote unquote leaders on both sides of the aisle don't get don't get too scared and lock everything down again. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to us getting back into a full year, like well, I'm talking January 1st through late December. Um, for recruiting and uh, I'm looking forward to it next year, getting out to a lot of camps and meeting up with a lot of kids. I think Washington's going to have roughly 22 to 25 spots in the 2023 recruiting class. They're really going to go after guys aggressively. I think you'll see a few more events put on. Washington isn't real big on the events like some other schools, but I think you'll see more events start to happen and, and, and things like that. And, and uh, Washington's going to start playing that game. Plus you have all the, you know, NIL will be almost a year old by the time things get started. And, and I think some things will be figured out on that front. And, and uh, you know, it's a brave new world we're living in, Kim. It's a really weird, brave new world that we're living in right now. Yeah, things will shake out. They always do. So. Yeah, I know they do. I mean, we, we've we been around for what, 22 years now? 23? 20, yeah, 20, um, 24 now. 90 is 97. 97 yeah Yeah, 97 so 24 actually 25 seasons 24 years and uh yeah i just it's hard to believe man it's hard to believe it's been around this long i was a member i became a member in 2000 so i've been around for 20 21 years myself 
Yeah, so just kind of wild times. But anyways, um, if you're looking for those daily updates that will start pretty much when the season starts and uh, breaking news alerts, just shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will hook you up. Not getting, We haven't been getting them out daily as much because there just hasn't been as much going on, but it is about to pick up. So anyways, again, Husky uh, and Stadium. Kim, oh, go, yeah. go ahead. Finish, huskystadium finish. at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will get you hooked up. You were down at... Uh, um media day media days and yeah. um they and you, they did give you this because i had been reporting that the sixth was the report date that's friday and then uh monday is the is the first practice but you're hearing possibly tuesday I, is that I'm, what you're hearing? I'm guessing i mean the way they've done it in the past report on friday and then monday we have a media session with the coach and then tuesday's first day of practice okay but maybe that's maybe that's, that's how they've done it in the past but i haven't gotten any but and see i had heard the schedule is going to be monday wednesday thursday monday wednesday friday saturday is what i've heard that they're going to do which is basically what spring was and they'll do that for three weeks and then they'll go into the um they'll go into the uh game week and and be ready to go on the fourth hey one quick note um i ran into um uh Max Brown. You remember Max at Skyline yes, High School? And and people don't know Max that well. First of all, he's a really, really bright, articulate guy. He's not he's not a dummy by any means. And he's done a lot of stuff on YouTube with breaking down X's and O's. And he's going to be working with the uh, Pac-12 network uh, doing a few games. And he will be up doing color commentary for the Arkansas State game. So uh, congrats to Max. I'm looking forward to that. Um, We'll see what kind of a career he has in front of him. He's also doing commercial real estate down in Los Angeles. But uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing Max because he's got an ability to break things down. I always say it's easy to break things down and to talk, but to be listenable, you know, and be able to communicate. And I think Max is really good at that. So just a little bit of a tidbit from uh, from the days down at uh, Media Day down there. So anyways, anything else, Scott? No, not right now, man. Like I said, things will pick up again uh, as far as visits are concerned in September. But until then, just kind of bide your time. I'll be talking to a lot of kids as they're getting ready for their senior, junior, and sophomore seasons and uh, give you guys as many updates as possible. Yeah. So for all of us at Dogman.com, I'm Kim Grinolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs. <laughs>